Hello, we're ready for chapter 19, Push Downs. Stephen lay on the playground surrounded by his classmates. He grunted as he pushed down on the blacktop with all his might. Nothing happened. You can do it, urged Marisha. Push harder, Stephen, encouraged Joe. Stephen pushed harder. He grunted louder. Still, nothing. Louis, the yard teacher, blew his whistle. What's going on here, he asked as he made his way to Stephen. Stephen is trying to do a push down, said Damien. You mean a push up, corrected Kathy. Why do you have to be so opposite all the time, asked Damien. Stephen isn't pushing up, he's pushing down. So he can go up, said Myron. Kathy didn't mean to be opposite. She discovered she liked being nice and having friends. She just really thought they were called push-ups. How many has he done so far? asked Lewis. None, said Jason, but he's trying really hard. Lewis kneeled and then patted Stephen on the back. Keep at it, Stephen, he encouraged. Every day you'll get a little stronger. In a month, I bet you'll be able to do five push-downs. A month, exclaimed Dee Dee. Stephen doesn't have a month. He has to bang the gong on Friday, explained Ron. Lewis raised one eyebrow. His mustache switched. I guess he really is the best principal ever, he muttered. What? asked Mac. Never mind, said Lewis. Push hard, Stephen. The mallet is made of solid iron. Stephen grunted louder than ever. He didn't move. I can't do it, Lewis, he gasped. Talk to Mr. Kitswater. Tell him to pick somebody else. Oh, me, exclaimed Joy. Mr. Kitswater is the smartest principal in the school, said Lewis. He must have had a very good reason for choosing you. And then we've got the special little marks in the book that tells us we're going to go back in time. A flashback. Would you like to donate a toenail or maybe a fingernail? Mrs. Jules had asked. Mr. Kitswater examined his nails. No, I'm still using mine. I need a student to bang the gong on Friday. The next thing he knew, all the little brats had their arms in the air, and they were making strange noises like, ooh, ooh, and me, me. You're the best principal ever, somebody shouted. Those were magic words. He turned to see who had shouted them, when suddenly he saw her, that awful girl who had given him that awful face. You, he boomed, pointing at Dana. Dana had a mosquito bite on her ankle, however, and at that moment, she bent down to scratch it. Stephen sat behind Dana. Now the little lines on the book tell us we're back to where we left off. He lay on the blacktop, staring up at the awful cloud. I'm doomed, he moaned. Look, Stephen, I don't know what will happen on Friday, Lewis admitted. I don't know if you'll hit the gong or drop the mallet on your toe, but I know this. You have to try, or else you will regret it every day for the rest of your life. And whenever you hear a gong, your heart will fill with a terrible sadness. You really don't hear gongs all that often, Myron pointed out. I mean, except here. Even if you make a million dollars someday, Lewis continued, you couldn't buy your own gong and hit it every day, all alone in your great big mansion. But it just won't be the same. That is so sad, said Leslie. Paul sniffed back a tear. So what do you say, Stephen? asked Lewis. You want to give it one more try? 
Stephen wished Lewis hadn't mentioned dropping the mallet on his toe. Now that was all he could think about. He sighed and then rolled back over. He pushed as hard as he could. You can do it, Stephen, urged Allison. Push, said Jason. Up, encouraged Kathy. I, I mean down. I, I mean up. I mean... Now she was really confused. Stephen rose an inch off the ground, then collapsed. Everyone cheered. One more, urged Lewis, and then we'll go to the monkey bars and do some pull-downs. And that's the end. <laughs>